Hi everyone, welcome to Two Bald Guys Talking Safety. I'm Langdon DeMint. And I'm Julian Taylor. And welcome to our podcast. Hello everyone and welcome back to Two Bald Guys Talking Safety. I'm Langdon DeMint here with my dearest friend, Julian Taylor. Good morning. Good afternoon. I've no idea what to say because I'm in one part of the day, you're in another part of the day. And it and Monday morning feels really early today. I overslept. Yeah. And it was a struggle. Monday afternoon is feeling slightly better than Monday morning, I have to say. That's good. That's good. How was how was your weekend? I I mean I I know part of the answer before you get into this. I do know part of the answer. I saw some uh I think it was Instagram or something. So I know what you were attending, but I did not see results. A disaster. Bit of a disaster. So um, I am a football fan. Um, I, I don't think I need to even say which team it is for the English, English or British listeners, because this is every this is all over the news that we suffered our heaviest ever. Well, it's the heaviest defeat definitely in my my lifetime, um, and it was the first game I managed to get to this season. I've never ever left a game of football early, and I left after sixty minutes. Because I thought I've got an hour's drive home here, and this is fairly futile. How far are we? It's early in the season, though. How many games have they played? Three, four, six. Has it been six now? That's six games. Yeah. What's the overall? I can't even remember. Too many at the moment. That's what it feels like. Too many. I didn't know if we were looking at a positive season. So maybe give a quick, just a really quick synopsis of your team, and now they are in the. They're in the big daddies, the big, 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 big. They're they're in the big daddy. They're in the big daddies league where the big money resides. Unfortunately, we didn't get any pocket money, so it looks like we're heading straight back to where we came from. <laughs> so it it, it's, it could be a long season. So I think I'm going to just focus on the golf, not the football. At least it's a long season. I have been meaning to tell you. Actually, you need to go. I think it's the fifteenth of October. I'll double check that. You need to go to London. The Titans are going to play American football in London. Nashville, Tennessee Titans are going to be there. Uh, are they playing the Jacksonville Jaguars? I don't remember if it's the Jag, if they're playing the Jags or the Ravens. I can look, but we do need. I've been meaning to tell you this, and I have completely forgotten until last night. And I was like, I'm not going to send them a text because I don't want to. I don't want to wake him up, but. You saying that made me think about it. We need to check the detail here because actually I've got a really good friend who lives lives near him. So one of my cycling buddies, and he's got a really good friend who is actually the reporter for the Jaguars. So so he's actually he's actually going down to London to meet him, have a weekend in London, and actually go to the game. You if you've never been, you need to go watch some good old American football. Some some American football. American, American football. You won't be disappointed. I mean, unless you're expecting <laughs> something totally different. But I'll find out because I think it is that day. But it would be worth. It would be worth going. And and you've been you've and you've been to where they're playing. Or are they playing? Oh, I didn't realize where they were playing. They're playing at Wembley. Yeah. Nice. So we had a little romantic weekend down there last year, didn't we? Or this year? Yeah. It was this year, yeah. I wish we could do it this time. That would be... We need Next year, we need to plan that for next year, don't we? Yeah? 
and then you can you can you can talk me through the finer intricacies of American football. It's probably pretty simple and realistic, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm with you. I would if I'd known, I would have planned it this time. But maybe shifting gear. Before you shift gear, I've got some exciting pod news for you, and I'm going to start with a question. You say pod or pop? Pod. Oh, okay. Yeah. Has Lindsay ever listened to the podcast? Uh, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Because Caroline was driving down south and 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 was was listening to my Spotify, and she was on her own. I wasn't with her. I hastened to add. Um, and she said, "I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden, I had two bald guys talking safety." And the next thing she knew, she listened to the whole thing. She listened to the whole thing. Yeah. Wow. And it was actually the Mavis and, and Ray episode. Um, and, and I had to laugh because she said, you're not bad, are you? I went, thank you very much, darling. Wow. What did she <laughs> say about me? I mean, I thought she just listened because she missed me. She thought I carried you, but you did a good job. That's I, I dare <laughs> say if I asked her this. So quick backstory. We, we learned that Caroline and I see a lot of things eye to eye, evidently, and that is on the opposite side of Jules. So we had a lot to talk about when we were together. They did. Yeah, they did. I don't know if Lindsay has. I've tried, but I'll have to I'll have to check. You can catch up with her in November and ask her the question. Yeah. Uh, indubitably. But thinking about that and kind of shifting a little bit. We have a topic today that is not groundbreaking. It's not really new. I did a blog on it. I don't even, I'd have to look back. Maybe 2012, 2013. I didn't coin the phrase. I'm pretty confident about that. If I did, I haven't seen any positive light from that. I was going to say, if you did, you, you didn't patent it. You didn't get a copyright and you've made no money out of it. We really dropped the ball back in the old days where I used to work, but um, it was health and safety doesn't cost, it pays. And I'm sure it was some marketing and maybe they took it from somebody else. I don't have a clue. But anywho, I think we've tried to, hopefully, Jules, what do you think? We, we've tried to take it back a little bit. We've had some great guests. We've done some good conversation more around culture. We've hit some specifics more recently, trying to get a little more in the weeds, but I think right now, maybe it's almost worth taking a step and actually think what, what is the benefit of health and safety? You know, we, you hear a lot of times, oh, well, you've got to do it. You can get slapped on the hand or I've got to do it because the company makes me, I got to do it because of OSHA or the HSE or, you know, whatever it is. But really if, and maybe we should, maybe I should actually, we should shift that to like good health and safety doesn't cost, it pays. It's kind of like practice makes perfect. Practice doesn't make perfect. If you practice something incorrect, you're going to have an incorrect swing or whatever it is. So maybe we should shift it a little bit. But what what are your thoughts on that? I, I think it's there's a lot we could go on this. I know we've kind of drawn it focused a little bit, but what are your thoughts around that? It's it's interesting, isn't it? Because we, we talked to lots of organizations and it, it, when you stop and think about health and safety, the, it, it's it's such a broad thing, isn't it? It's easy to kind of almost sort of minimize it a bit by, by just talking about, oh, we're talking about health and safety. It's such a broad, broad area. Um, and again, that, that 
again varies depending upon the type of organization you are what it is that you're doing um the sort of i, I suppose the the level of risk involved in 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 your activities um but but there's one thing that is common across all organizations when it comes to health and safety is that you need to put you need to invest in it it doesn't matter what you're doing you need to invest in it so whether that's in in terms of people whether it's in terms of systems whether it's in terms of equipment um th th there is constantly a requirement to invest in health and safety um and i suppose the thing that we hear all the time and, and and i'm saying we but actually probably all of the all of the people who are listening to this pod all the time here is is actually this thing about actually health and safety is just a cost and actually trying to get that investment is a real challenge for organizations um yeah. so when when we started to think about and we've we've written a couple of questions down and and a couple were why do we need to understand i suppose how it pays but also why do we need to be able to articulate that? I think it's so that when we get into that space where we're saying we need to do something here and we're going to need, let, let's just be really pragmatic about this, some cash to do it, some budget, um, you, need, you need to be able to create that sort of, I suppose, that business case that makes sense to not just safety people, but, but the senior people within your organization to say, actually, yeah, we, we, we're prepared to spend this money. Um, and I suppose another realism of any business when we start to think about budgets is there's only so much budget. So any organization anywhere in the world only has so much money that they can spend each year. And, and all the different parts of that organization, you have it every year, you have these the sort of activities to, to sort of refine and define budgets. Okay. Um, I wish I got a, I wish I'd maybe got our, our CFO on here. He could probably talk about this far more eloquently than I can. Um, but you, you've got other people competing for that cash. Yeah. So every, every other department is going to be saying, yeah, we want to spend some cash and we want to spend it on this. So actually I think as, as health and safety professionals, what we have to do is get better at being able to say, actually this is how we can support the business objectives by doing this thing around health and safety that was a really long rambly answer but hopefully it made sense i no i agree and it's one of those we hate to say it but it's you remember that slide um i used to use i mean we still use it but we've shifted it a lot where it's you know one process three goals and ultimately it equals profits and it's because of what you just said, no matter how we view it, if we, or if companies, whatever, if they don't make money, they're not going to be an operation. It's like if you're, if you're not growing, you're dying. I mean, and, and realistically that's sustaining at this day and time, just sustaining. I, I don't know if that, I don't know if that can exist really much anymore. If you just break even every month, you, you better have that spirit of just you're okay with that you're okay with you know and you're happy and i think that's maybe some places but when you think about large-scale organizations whether it's manufacturing construction healthcare you know whatever that's not gonna that's not sustainable no. and i think for me what you hit on it's that those two questions which why does it matter why how do we understand the importance of it and then how do you articulate to me those are about the two 
integral initial things you have to think about because if you don't if you don't understand how it's good business or why why it is what do you do you know some of the hardest conversations that i have now not being you know not being practicing all the time health and safety meaning like not in the field having to manage it the way i, I used to now it's just consulting but some of the most difficult conversations are the ones with safety professionals where they're like well we don't have any incidents Okay, well, are you having any near misses? And to them, like, well, no. You know, if they say that, and and you say, well, yeah, we're we're profitable. We haven't had an incident in three years. We haven't had, you know, those are when. Okay, well, how much? What's your budget right now going to it? You know, you can talk about how does how does your managing go? You know, whether it's record keeping or whatever. How's oh, it's good. You know, you can go through all this and then, but but we kind of want to shift over to a, whatever to putting more focus in health and safety. We want more budget for a, a software tool. We want more budget for, you know, a new process, whatever it is. Those are some of the most difficult conversations for me as a safety professional to have, because if you don't look at it, well, how much time are you spending doing this process or how much time here, where can you start looking at reducing? You've already, if you have to start thinking so robustly, maybe onto painting the picture of why, adding some type of health and safety tool can benefit or a new process again, whatever it is, you're in an uphill battle. And those are some of the most difficult ones because they feel like they're, they're good. It's the ones, you know, the organizations that start seeing gaps doesn't mean they're having a lot of incidents, but they see a procedural issue or whatever. That's when you start seeing well, this is how you can show a pretty good business case as to why health and safety is not just a cost center, but it can pay you back, you know, show the positive ROI. You see, you're far more polite than me, Langdon, because if somebody sat there and said to me, we've had no incidents and no near misses, I would just, am I, I don't know whether I'm allowed to use the bullshit word, but I'm going to use it anyway. I would just call bullshit on it. And, um, and, and sort of, you've, you've got to shake people up sometimes, but I think, I think around that same subject area, I think we've got to shake things up. And I mean, you think about some of the guests that we've had on um, who, who've talked about, we've got to change the, the, the way we think about safety. Um, and I think this is a really key area. We've got to shake people out of this, I suppose, lethargy of just talking about incidents and talking about managing incidents and actually get them to think of it in, in, in a bit more of an imaginative way. And, and I love that, that slide you talked about I'm trying to remember what the third thing was. We've got, is it quality production and, and safety? Um, mm -hmm. Phew, I'm glad I can remember that. Yeah, yeah, well done. I can remember three, I can remember three things. Um, <laughs> but I think, I think that slide kind of really is simply captures it for me, which is, 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 and we talked about it on JHA, didn't we, last time where we said, maybe, maybe rather than talking about job hazard analysis, talk about job analysis. So it's one thing. Actually, everything ties together, doesn't it? Um, in terms of if, if you haven't got a safe organization, inherently unsafe organizations tend to have quality issues as well um, and production issues because the, the things all tie hand in hand. And, and that's really simple and obvious, isn't it, when you go back and you think about it? Because if you've got an unsafe workplace, how do people feel about getting up and going to work in the morning? No. Do they really want to do it? Um, and, and and then the other side of that is, are they then looking for an out? Because I would be. Um, 
So actually what you end up with, with an unsafe workplace is this probably a fairly high level of, of churn of, of your people, um, which means you're constantly losing your knowledge and your expertise. Um, so flip it the other way. If you can, if you can create a positive environment, which is safe, you retain your people, they get more knowledge, they get better at the job, quality improves, production improves. And actually, if you're not having incidents, your production levels or your uptime is going to go up anyway. It's a win-win, isn't it? Um, And I think it's our CEO said something, this is a while ago, and I think it's a fantastic point, is actually is getting the business to see that actually safety can be a great lever towards a good culture. And I, I really like that, that sort of as, as an idea to sell to an organization, which is most organizations are looking to drive better culture because better culture inherently leads to better performance. And we've talked about it, haven't we? Rather than safety culture, just have one culture, safe yeah. operations, one culture, whatever we want to call it. But actually, safety can be a great lever, can't it? Because through good safety, we can start to build the trust. And we can start to demonstrate that actually we want to listen and we want to hear. And we also, once we've heard, actually we, we want to react to things and we want to do something on the back of it. So that actually starts to sort of create that better overall business culture that leads to better performance. So um, again, I can't even remember what the question was. I've rambled for that long there. But but I think I think that's a really key part for me is is actually is starting to be able to demonstrate to an organization, okay, how does safety pay? Well, it pays because it's inherently part of all of these other things that you're trying to do, whether it's better production, whether it's better quality, safety is just an integral part of that. It's got to be, it's got to be in place. Well, and I think you think about it from, and you hit on it there. I mean, you said it a few times around culture and what that looks like, or you hear safety culture, how can I get a better safety culture? And I'm, for those of you that know, I'm I'm not a proponent of safety culture. I don't like that. I like because it's it's unrealistic. That's why you know we kind of push that safe operations mindset of thinking about it like that. I used to like a, which I think you could contort it so to speak and make it work on that too. But if you have an organization that they're open to learning, you know, I like learning cultures because that means and that does it's not health and safety. That's anything. You're just wanting to get better. If you want to call it continuous improvement. I'm, it doesn't, doesn't really matter terms, but, um, you know, when it, if you think about it from that perspective, those are the organizations that they just understand what are certain aspects that have to be embedded in the process to be, to be more fluid, maybe fluid throughout. And that's why I like safe operations, because if you think about it, we have to hit a certain profit. We have to, to be ensuring that everyone is health and safety. We have to ensure that we're meeting a certain production line or a production number. I mean, um, you know, but if you just embed that thought throughout, everything will start to kind of flow because, you know, it, it really is. And that's just what you're alluding to. If if quality drops, usually your production is probably going to, your quality is dropping because your production's flying out the roof. But yeah. safety is probably going to subside a little bit. I mean, we we know that. And, but you start seeing all of those, how they really can play a correlation to one another. And if you maximize each one, you're going to usually see a better output at the end. I think that's, and that's all when you start tying it into people, when you tying it into 
to that, that's when we start seeing that engaged workers, uh, you know, empowered workers, they're, it's more positive. You know, we, we talk about a negative culture can deteriorate any positive gain. Well, if you have a positive organization where people are engaged, you know, I know there was a Gallup poll that we've, we've used before. Um, I, I don't recall, I, I want to say it was over a thousand company sample size and they were all, you know, anywhere, I, I want to say 500 and above employees but they showed when they were highly engaged, there were what I'll call acute and chronic. So short-term, long-term benefits from that. And engaged workers were shown to be more productive. They were shown to have better health and safety on and off the job. The company as a whole had better morale. They were, they had greater sales numbers. So you start thinking about that and, and that's shifting it from health and safety a little bit, right? That's, truly engaged and when you think about it from that perspective if you if you start showing that positive i think culture that positive creation of really being engaged you start to see you start to see how health and safety can benefit that and then you start to see what that does for the overarching business and that's you know that's why we that's why we care it's not just what my you know what jimbo does here on the floor but it's about what what Jimbo does at home to understanding how that correlates to the job and same way for, you know, Julie, what she does at the job, how does that correlate to the home life? You know, that's when you start realizing the true, you know, and we could throw in the C word if we wanted to, the word that must not be named about what that did. But I think from that perspective, it really did show a off the job on the job, a correlation of, of health and safety. And when we start thinking about it for, why it doesn't cost it pays. That's when you start really thinking there's a lot of things that can show a positive ROI. Just like you said, more than just looking at an incident. Yeah. Um, I think it, it, just sitting listening there was you talked about successful businesses and um, it, I, I suppose a, a question to throw out to the audience is reflect on reflect on the businesses that you have worked at. And, and and what was it that that made them successful? Um, and and more often than not, if I if I look back on my career, it, it it wasn't necessarily about having the most amazing product or service. It it, it was commonly it was the people. It's people that make businesses successful. Um, and then you reflect on okay, so what did, what did they do with their people to make it successful? And actually, they invested in them. <laughs> That that that's as simple as it is, isn't it? You look at, you look at. I, I'm thinking of two businesses absolutely in particular, um, and and luckily enough, one of them is the one still I, I still work for. Um, but but it's that investment in training of people that was one of that's one of the key things I've seen in 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 both places was they both had an absolute focus on training, um, and, and people regularly got trained, but but also they empowered people. So it's actually about allowing people to 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 actually do things and get involved with different things, and and maybe step outside of the the norm and and, and do extra things sometimes, um, in order to upskill and and to help them to move on. But actually, that investment in people is what then drove the success of the organisation. And again, safety is a great way to start to do that in terms of training people, empowering them to do things. But most importantly, I think is is part of that people thing is actually showing you've heard their voice, 
So it doesn't matter what, what part of the organization it is, what kind of business discipline it is, show that you've heard their voice because actually that, that actually shows that their voice has some value. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and then you start looking at it, uh, I think from when you listen and you actually take, you know, I've given the, I've given the post-it note example before when they, we did all this little project and put all these post-it notes of all these great ideas on the wall. And then at the end of the class, nobody took a picture the or the teacher or whatever you want to call them. Didn't take a picture, didn't do anything, but then the class, just, these are all great ideas, you know, blah, blah, yada, yada. Great, you know, great job. And we were looking and sometimes, I mean, you know how I can be Jules. We were like, man, this, but this time, I guess I should shift it a little. This time we were looking like, this actually was pretty good. You know, we, we put thought into it. We went, that sucker took every one of those, just put them off and threw them in the trash. And I, I know I've given that, but you, you think about what does that do? That created negativity. As soon as he did that, yeah. I was just like, you know, unfreaking believable. Are you kidding me right now? You know, because that just diminished all the work, all the time, the, the camaraderie, the working together, you know, it, it squashed all of that. And I think that's applicable. Oh man, it was just, and the other guy who I'm really close with, he's even, <laughs> he's even worse than me. If I told him, if I called him right now, he would die laughing, but, and probably have some choice words and agree. But you think about that, you know, on the flip side, if you utilize that and you start dry, drawing engagement from that, then you actually take that to leadership and, and start, what are some different aspects? Maybe it could be what, what could improve your jobs, whatever. You're going to start seeing a positive, even, even if you are one of those organizations that maybe your incidents, you don't have a lot of investment into it because um, you don't have a lot. Fantastic. But if it's something that can simplify the way the job has been done, so you're simplifying a process, you are actually mitigating the potential for more serious injuries, which I think a lot of we've done really well historically about minimizing the the majority of the typical, you know, your slip, trip and falls, your fall from, you know, we've done really well at mitigating the majority of those. But if it's something that you look that could prevent a chronic incident um, or or injury, or, you know, a serious injury, then you start seeing there might not be a right up front return on investment, but you know, you're, you're building that case for a later. So you're starting to see how it can save money, or maybe it's admin time doing an Excel, whatever. When you start looking at that and thinking that one, you're driving better engagement two, you're simplifying a process, which I think is, you know, you can, do your spill on kiss, but I think that's still very, I mean, it's applicable. It keeping it simple and simplifying processes. I mean, who wants to do, had you rather do something that's a half page of notes or a full page to two pages process? I mean, I know what I'd rather do, whether you call it lazy or whatever, but there is a, there is a, an aspect of understanding the simplicity of something and how you can maximize the, the benefit of that versus a convoluted complex process where maybe things start to seem, you know, the output starts to seem a little more fuzzy because of that difficulty kind of seeing the end game. Yep. Just, you, just going back to your story about the post-it notes you're just making me laugh because a sim similar situation. I can remember being at a management 
management conference with the big business that I worked at. And um, they sent us a way to think, I can't remember what exactly it was, but to go away and, and come up with some strategy or other for, for, for something within the business. And um, so they sent us to do sort of into, into sort of breakout groups and, and we're in this breakout group and we got a flip chart and we're writing all this stuff on it. And we're thinking we're doing a really good job. And, and the owner's son came in and, and, and took one look and he went, no, 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 you've got that all wrong. Ripped the sheet off and then started writing out. You should think about this, this and this, and then walked out again. So, so you, you kind of sat there thinking it, it's almost like somebody who's written the, the meeting, the minutes for the meeting before the meetings even happened. Yeah. Um, why on earth have you sent us away to think about this if you just want to do it your way? Um, and again, absolute flipping atmosphere vacuum and just killed killed any sort of sense of empowerment straight away. Um, but go, going back to your simplicity thing, I think you can you can apply that even to, to sort of some of the things that you want to use as considerations or think about when you're going to talk to the rest of your business around how safety pays. So, I mean, a couple of things we've got written down here are um, actually understanding who your business's customers are. It, and it's interesting. Sometimes people don't always know that. It sounds crazy, but um, but know who your, your business's customers are. Um, and particularly in any kind of business-to-business situation, what are those, what expectations do those customers have around health and safety um because particularly in, in manufacturing most times when you look at sort of the the process for winning business the, there's tenders involved yeah requests for information whatever you want to call it and often in those documents there's a requirement i'm sure some of the people listening have had to fill out parts of those documents um in order for their business to win um, win new contracts so again actually there's a real that's a really pragmatic simple thing to think about in terms of why do we need to do safety well because actually safety helps us to win future business and, and to secure the state of the business and you talked earlier about a business breaking even well actually breaking even is a bad thing anything anything breaking even and less is a bad thing because you're going backwards um, and it means you can't invest you can't grow Actually, the future of your business is probably probably going to be under threat if if, if that's the situation. So, um, so actually, how how do you win business? Who are your customers, and, and and what are their safety needs? It's really important to understand that as a safety professional because that's one of your. I was going to say lever again, but I need to say lever with you in the room, don't I? Lever, lever, tomato, tomato, aluminum, aluminium. No, it's definitely aluminium. That's a lot of extra letters. Just a lot of extra letters, um, but but it but it's a really important thing to understand because it is it it is part of the argument to say this is why we need to do safety, um, and then again thinking about really pragmatic simple things. Okay, um, we think about what happens if, when it goes wrong, and 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 the first thing that happens when it goes wrong is whatever you do, it stops. Yeah. So whether it's construction, whether it's manufacturing, whatever business you're in, um, it, it stops if there's some kind of incident. Um, and again, it's that ripple effect, isn't it? It's almost, you almost need to do a bit of a root cause analysis here, don't you? Okay. So what happens if we have an incident? 
production stops, okay? If production stops, what happens, yeah? Um, means that actually we don't get goods to the warehouse. If you don't get goods to the warehouse, what happens? We don't deliver to customers. You don't deliver to customers, what happens? Um, actually, it starts to damage reputation, yeah? If it damages reputation, what happens? And the ultimate thing is potentially it, it's, it's, it means lost contracts or it means penalties because you've not delivered on time. Um, let's, let's try and flip it around. Let's be positive. Let's, let's see why it pays. Well, actually, it pays. Actually, if we can in, in, improve the uptime through a reduction of incidents and a reduction of, of stoppages, actually, we get a better reputation. We win more business. Yeah, we're trusted as a supplier. So there are some really simple pragmatic reasons why safety is such a critical thing and why it needs this investment. Well, and, and even, no, I totally agree. And even if it's, even if they're not having incidents, if you can look at it and start seeing from the admin time, right, of what you're spending, whether you're managing it through an Excel or looking at old processes or, you know, that are kind of antiquated or whatever it is, if you start looking at it and thinking of from that perspective or you're using equipment that is 50 years old um, and, and it's been refined and that's great, but it's still you know, a potential serious slip away or minor slip away, I should say, from being a serious incident or, or whatever it is. I think there's a lot of, there are a lot of ways that you can look at minor tweaks, which can still show a positive return on investment. You know, and we think about it from how some organizations are really, I don't know what the right word, maybe forward in, in health and safety. And a lot of them, it, it is because, right, they've experienced serious catastrophic uh, incidents but a lot just realized you know what if we put a little extra focus on whatever in integrating health and safety into this new process meaning we're just going to talk to the safety professional we're going to talk to the employees and say could this job be done better what what other control engineering control could we put in place what easier machine guard or you know easier lever to pull if there's whatever it is um i think that's when you start seeing you are integrating health and safety in that process and you're going to see a positive return on investment because even if it's an upfront cost, if it is potentially thinking of something and taking into account something that could prevent an incident or could prevent extensive time having to be spent on that, you start to see the return coming in. You know, I think about a tool I, I did work, I don't know I've used it before, but it was a brake rotor facility and for vehicles and they had lifting assist and they said so, just, say that. You're gonna just say. say that again just say automobiles, um, automobiles. And they, <laughs> vehicles and they they made an assist so it was basically pulling off the line the only reason i stop you sorry the only reason i stop you is you sound like you sound like the sheriff out of the james bond film where you say vehicles I do not. So he is from Louisiana. That's a little further south. Okay. Okay. A little Cajun country. He, but they pulled up the the rotors off the lift and they would move it onto a pallet. You know, it was, I don't know, maybe five feet. I'd have to measure. But sometimes he'd walk this way around the pallet. Sometimes, you know, the right right side, left side. And we did a, a basically a, a full-blown analysis on the job looking at it for hazards, looking at it for how to make the task easier, you know, yada, yada. And I didn't even notice, and I didn't ask any questions. I just wanted to watch it a few times. You know, they allowed us to record it. 
And then I watched another one similar and I saw that that guy had a lift assist. And I was like, that's strange. So I went back and I had missed it, but it was because it was up and kind of, you know, behind and up. And I was like, he's got a lift assist. This He's not using, this guy is using his. So we just started talking. Was it taking longer? You know, no, was it blah, blah, whatever. But that guy wanted to get a workout. Now his right side was noticeably a little larger. And I can honestly say that not as a joke. I mean, but upon conversation, he was like, you know, right now I feel good. I'm healthy. Um, I'm here, you know, long hours. I want to get a workout. So yeah, it's, it's kind of two for one. I was, you know, I'm young. I was like, I get that. On the flip side, you see a company that has made an investment in trying to improve the job and help that worker that one, they didn't implement. Well, they implemented it, but they didn't reinforce. And two, he's not doing the job the way that it's now properly designed. So he's not doing it in the safest, healthiest way possible. He's doing it within his means and most likely he is going to be fine. But if he continues that, you start thinking, what is a positive ROI? Well, if you do instill a piece of equipment or a tool, push using it because that helps to prevent. And the time of how many he was doing versus the other gentleman, I don't remember if, if it was drastic, I would have remembered it, you know, and it wasn't. So it must've been negligent. So you think, what is it? It's starting to, if you get budget, if you actually are taking into account what can make things safer, reinforce it, push it, you know, and that's when you start seeing that positive benefits. I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking about what you're talking about there. And you just use that as an example is if he damages himself or injures himself, okay, he's off work. Um, so then we've got to bring a, bring somebody in to do the job. So there's a cost there. We've got to retrain, we've got to train them additional cost. Yeah. It takes a while for them to get up to speed. So you've got probably a loss in productivity, possibly quality. So it's again, it's who else in the organization can you be talking to? Because immediately in my mind there, you start talking to your HR colleagues and actually you're starting to show the benefit to them of actually reinforcing safety and doing safety. Well, um, I was, the other thing I'm kind of reflecting on was our, was our friend Nick from, from Lotus cars. And again, I, I loved what he had to say the other day when we were talking and he talked about, they were building, literally rebuilding the, the factory or resetting the factory to, to produce a new type of car. And actually it was great because all of these different parts of the organization were involved in the design of the process. So right from the start, the process is designed in the right way, is then managed in the right way. And again, it then leads through to this empowerment and product productivity sort of elements that we've just been talking about. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that, you know, however we view it, that's what's pertinent, right? It's how can we figure out where to make those improvements that, you know, for organizations that, and I know we've kind of conversation has actually shifted to those maybe of how you can paint it if you don't have a lot of incidents or if you don't. But to me, getting budget, unless they're just totally against it, but getting budget for a health and safety process, if you experience a lot of incidents, you know, if, if OSHA or some regulatory body comes in, you're going to start getting slapped with massive fines. And then your decision is you're either shut down or which if you have to find a new job, I'm, 
that's a different <laughs> different conversation. Or you have to make those improvements. So it's easier to do that. You know, when you think about how to get budget, it is what, what is the value of what we're trying to achieve? Is it healthier, safer people? Is it simplified processes, which will then create those healthier, safer people? Um, and, and looking and thinking on and off the job. And I, that's one of the crucial things for me is just, that's why we like safe operations, right? It's embedding it into everything. So safety is always a conversation because it's everywhere. I suppose, I suppose one of the key takeaways hopefully from today is, is, is shift the conversation. I mean, we, we talk, we've talked before, haven't we, about this model of moral, legal, and financial in terms of why do we do safety? Um, and, and, the moral bit is 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 kind of it, I hate saying this, but it's almost like the nice to have, isn't it? It's the bit we want to do as safety people, um, but it's not necessarily top of priorities for the rest of the business. Yeah, yeah. Um, but absolutely, they start to sit up and take notice when we talk legal and we talk financial. Um, but but often, what happens when we we talk about that legal and financial bit is the two things are inherently linked together. And actually people say, well, we do safety so that we don't get fined or we don't end up paying out compensation. Well, actually, I think where we're saying to shift the conversation here is actually to, to think a bit more broadly when it comes to that financial piece and actually see the implications in terms of actually improving the quality and the productivity of your organization to actually drive some financial gains. So I think that's probably our key takeaway at the end of this conversation isn't it hope yeah any final thoughts from you langdon you know i don't think so i just i I echo that hopefully everyone is kind of taking the thoughts i mean it's it's embedding it right the more we can embed it you start to see that it it falls in line because i think the moral financial legal really i mean i agree no matter how you view it i mean everything can fall under those so no i agree jules excellent end Thank you. Great conversation. I'm sure sure we could carry on talking about it for a while longer, but the, the clock is ticking. So I'm going to let you close this out, Langdon, with your usual refrain. Thanks, Jules. Well, hopefully everyone has heard a little piece that they can take to help their own organizations. We'd be more than happy to, to talk further about this. We love uh, any conversation we can have and um, help. And then we are open to learning as well. What, what kind of drives you, but as you are going about your organizations, as you're walking your floors of the factory or construction site or healthcare or whatever, that could say a lot more industry. Just remember you're trying to be as healthy and safe as possible and look out for one another and watch each other's back out there. Thanks everyone. Thanks for listening, everyone. Hey everyone, really appreciate you tuning in to this episode of Two Bald Guys Talking Safety. Please follow and subscribe to wherever you stream your favorite podcast or visit us at evotix.com. And if you want to see how follically challenged we really are, come and check us out on YouTube. If you've got value from the podcast, please go to Apple Podcasts and in the review section of this podcast, if you could leave us a review or a rating, that would be great. And as always, everyone... While you're going about your days and about your normal lives, stay safe out there and watch each other's back. <laughs>